So it's Valentine's Day this month, Rob. Are you excited? Yeah. Welcome to the show. This is the jam. And welcome to the jam. The news that brings you views that you don't need because it's the news. With your hosts, Mark and Rob. Bringing you bite-sized chewy chunks of the world. Welcome back to The Jab. Let's start by taking a look at today's headlines. Turns out most of space is just space. Harbour carbon countries in a new age war stealing carbon and storing it up. Why are they? Stay tuned and find out. Virus outbreak outrage. Outbreak for Terry, who's expecting a companion for Valentine's Day. Unfortunately, due to the outbreak... Jennifer has been incinerated. I've been awfully lonely since Karen passed, like. My mate Dave, he said I should get Jennifer. Uh, She's like a sexy robot thing. You know what I mean? Worry on the world. Nurses bemoan for working during virus outbreak. One concerned resident shouts. How dare they carry on working? Stop trying to be a hero. Don't they get paid enough already? Climate change. Is it a hoax or is it down to science? Whose fault is it? Local woman asks, is this boy really my son? He's a twat. The jab, tugging at your sleeve like the annoying little kid you wish you never had. <laughs> Welcome with your hosts, Mark and Rob. The jab. All right, so virus, <laughs> poor Terry. Poor Terry, I mean, you know, looks like he's been waiting for his delivery of Jennifer for some time there. And this bloody virus has come along and uh, ruined ruined his uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, I know. There's a lot to unpack quite literally there. I mean, I'm sure Jennifer's pretty big. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it just goes to show you, you just can't rely on global economics, mate. You've got to shop local, I think, is the key to take away from all of this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the poor guy, uh, he said there, be, you know, he's been awfully lonely. Oh, the poor guy. And then this happens... He must be, you know, I think he, why don't we make stuff like this near our homes? We don't have this problem. What's happened to the world? I don't know. Well, I mean, we still got Rolls Royce, you know, we still got those producing in Britain. But yeah, I I hear you. We need to take away our reliance on uh, the global stuff and really get back to best of British, I think. We we just need Um, to close the borders, mate. That's what we need to do. Just hang it down. And and make our own bloody dolls, you know, our own, our own, uh, self-gratification dolls well i mean i agree uh, but what would you think a a uk made uh, doll would actually what what were we going for there what would it look like i wonder well it'd be fake tan that's probably and it oh mass- yeah that's true massive eyebrows that they probably look like they've been shocked that's you know yeah is that still a thing and then the concealer lips was a bit of a thing for a while there wasn't it <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, you know, some people like that from time to time, not mentioning any names. Um, well, that's it, each to their own. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, probably fake tan, um, you know, the streaky fake tan that does, you know, that looks faker than fake. I reckon blonde. Blonde would probably still be top on the list, I think, in uh, in preferences for the UK. I reckon so. Well, either way, either way, I think we should all do a whip round and uh, just for Terry see what we can get together for him or maybe we could actually if anyone knows someone who is single maybe we can set him up you know yeah we won't need, we uh, won't need to import this uh this thing anymore 
Yeah, we could make a great idea, matchmaker. We can we can find him as new Jennifer. If she's called Jennifer, it'd be even better. So, um, yeah, so poor old, I mean, come on. This virus is just creating a lot of issues. I mean, the the um, the nurses, I mean, who who would berate nurses for working, honestly? I mean, they're, they're heroes, aren't they? They are, they are, mate. Yeah, you've been telling me a little bit about this because uh, I'm over here in, in Oz with our own issues. But, yeah, you're saying the nurses are getting a bit of, bit of stick, you know? I mean, there's some worry on the Wirral. Worry on the Wirral. So the Wirral, right? If you know, I probably don't even know what it is, but it, it's a peninsula, so there's water on two or more sides. And Sounds they've tropical. created this... Yeah, definitely not tropical. So apparently it's easy to contain. So they've stuck... They've brought these coach loads of... Uh, of infected people of the coronavirus that are flown back from China and stuck them in the hospital uh, in on the Wirral called Aaron Park Hospital. So everyone's freaking out, and because right. um, obviously they're, they're you know people are thinking, oh my god, oh my god, we're going to get everyone's going to get infected. But obviously they're they're sticking them away. But um, you know this person obviously on this headline, they're they're having a go at them for um, for being you know volunteering to go and work with these infected people. I mean. This is disgusting. This yeah, I mean, how can you get angry at that? Um, it, yeah, I'm pretty surprised by the whole situation as well. I mean, my natural instinct would have been just put a wall around Wuhan, you know, and keep everyone there rather than bringing them back. But you know, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a, a, a germ doctor. Um, but yeah, that's pretty outrageous. Um, so yeah, dark yeah. times. I, I think we're almost. A, approaching biblical uh, measures here i'm sure the doomsday sayers are having a great time we've had you know bushfires and storms in australia we've got virus outbreaks and there's actually even a plague of locusts that went through africa so yeah it's the end times my friend oh my word well it's it sounds like sort of the, the four horsemen of the apocalypse kind of thing just need to be riding through now and then we're that's it we're all gone yeah well i would be bye, i that would bye <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. It's getting dragged away by these people on horses, but I, 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 it would shake my core belief system. Really, I mean, it would be, you know, that I would have to actually change everything that I've ever known uh, if this whole apocalypse thing is real. But uh, you know, bacteria Barry, um, you know, that works for the government, tells me that everything's going to be fine. Yeah, I know. I mean, who do you trust? It. You hard. should always trust the government, shouldn't you? Really. Well, I mean, they do know best. Uh, we we put them there, you know. I mean, our democratically elected people have never ever cheated in any way whatsoever. I'm sure they, they've never been done for any expensive scandals or or um, accidentally or on purposely texting sixteen year old people, um, which has got them in trouble. Look at uh, look at Clinton, you know. I mean, he was set up as well. He didn't. He didn't go out with Monica Lewinsky. He said. He actually said, didn't he? He said, "I did not have sexual relations with that woman." Uh, Bill, was that you? I mean, that was brilliant. Um, No, he did. He did say that. He did. I'm going to say this one more time. You know, I mean, he had to say it again and again, and he was proven right. He he obviously didn't have any because he told us he didn't, so we have to believe him. Exactly. God bless the truth. <laughs> exactly. And the only people you can get the truth from, not the media. The media, they just lie. It's just all fake, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, you know, you can't Twitter, trust... That's where you need to get your news. That's where the real stuff comes from. 
trust in the media i mean come on who are you what are you doing you're just stupid or what trust it's just if it's beyond belief so exactly. trust your politics. these headlines came from a reliable source just so you know this this wasn't from your your regular uh, outlets you know yeah exactly you know you, you uh, trust your politicians and you know just get on with lives if they say it's safe we've got nothing to worry about the walking dead will never happen <laughs> Oh, hey, howdy-ho there, guys. You're listening to 105.9267 The Jab. It's a beautiful 85 degrees outside, and we've got lots coming up for you today. We'll be answering your questions like, if you could smell it, what would the internet smell like? And how to get blood stains out of the trunk of your car. Okay, stay tuned. All right. So we got a pretty serious one up there. Climate change. Is it a hoax? What are your thoughts there, Rob? Oh, well, I mean, it's, it's pretty hard to deny being, you know, deny climate change. Because, I mean, the weather here is nuts. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's been like 15 degrees in, the, in February. I mean, it's been ridiculous. So, I mean, it's, it's hard to deny it. But then, you know, there's all those people with no facts who say it's not true. So, I mean, it's difficult to know who to believe, really. Yeah, well, exactly. Same over here. We've gone from bushfires to hailstorms to flooding now. So, um, yeah, it, it becomes a point where you really are just talking to a brick wall. I mean, these people that are, you know, put in charge and are saying it's not happening is just insane. It's the equivalent of people who say the earth is flat, really. I think you'd agree. Oh, yeah. I mean, who needs evidence or fact or, uh, you know, truth to behind experiments or or actual you know you see the workings out and stuff because you can just ignore all that and just make up your own damn mind and your own belief system and just tell everyone they're all wrong i know man it's the dark side of the internet it's the echo chamber that everyone talks about i mean we're kind of you know contributing we're in our own little echo chamber right now but um yeah it's just outrageous with things like um Greta Thunberg really sort of bringing it to the forefront. It's taken, it's gotten this drastic. We're now having to rely on, is she 15? Or I think maybe even younger, actually, um, to sort of bring it to the forefront. Yeah, I know. And then, you know, obviously then they just say, well, she's this little kid, so who's going to listen to her? And they just sort of palm her off. And yeah, yeah, she sailed across the Atlantic in a boat with, with no engine. You know, yeah. They just, that's just, they're just going to laugh at her, really. She needs a real boat. Actually, do you know what? The the weather being all crazy is pretty... It's it's actually been quite good for planes because there was a plane that flew from New York to London and it arrived 80 minutes early because of the, the high winds. I did hear about that. Yeah, I think it was in... Was it like... Well, I think it was like three hours and 56 minutes or four hours and 56 minutes. Yeah, it was uh, crazy. I think they... Yeah, it was the previous record that was only set by... Was it the Concorde, I think? Con- that Concorde, one? yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I mean, that's near on Conquer, which was supersonic, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it's, I think it was going about 820 miles an hour, I think is what I read, which is pretty insane. I don't know what it would have felt like to actually be on the plane. You know, that, that would have been yeah. pretty Yeah, I mean, intense, you probably wouldn't make much difference in the plane, but, you know, that's that's old fat old Bertha flying through the air compared to a Conquer, yeah. which was sleek and thin, a bit like a Thunderbird yeah. plane, wasn't it? And, you know, she's doing 800-odd miles an hour. That's crazy. That's um, that is nuts. I mean, it's not far off the speed of sound, is it? It's not too far. 
off that. No, so, it's not actually. So what you're saying is we can capitalize off climate change. We can we can turn this around. We can find well done for finding the positives there in uh, in this ever degrading situation. A faster air travel. We just you know all we need now. When it's, if it's going to be windy like this all the time. We just need to put some sails on our cars and we wouldn't even need engines. I mean, it would be, you know, depending on which way the wind's blowing. But, you know, we, we could we could find some sort of system where, you know, we just we use sails or we just get bigger sails on these boats and just take a load of people at a time. And, and you know, it, it seems logical. Or, you know, when you're on a plane, just make sure that, you know, we, we find out where the wind's going and we're, fly, you know, we'll get there so much quicker. We use less fuel. Oh, yeah, true. Very true. So, well, if there are any venture capitalists listening, please uh, do send your investments to the jab. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're you know, exactly. We are, we have all the ideas, we have all the answers. And we don't need science, okay? We just need the wind. Oh, which is brought to you by God. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, another thing that I was reading about in terms of actual renewable was rain power. So apparently now... You know, we've got tidal power, we've got wind power, solar, etc. Um, but you can now supposedly generate a fair bit of electricity just from uh, raindrops. There was this new thing they've developed where they were able to, I mean, it wasn't, you know, huge scale just yet, but they've been able to power, I think it was 100 LEDs from like one drop of water, which is pretty impressive. I mean, you think about if you could going with your theory of taking all the extreme climate of uh, fast air travel of winds you know we should be able to turn massive downpours and flooding rain into into 10.1 gigawatts of uh, of electricity um what was that from just one drop of water like just the force of it falling i sh- well that's the thing i wasn't able to kind of get my head around just yet from reading it it didn't really go into too much detail in in that respect maybe it's Maybe it's top secret or, uh, but uh, yeah, so it was just the drop. So it obviously must have something to do with the initial traveling, you know, the speed that it picks up. Um, But yeah, from one drop of water, yeah. Terminal velocity. Oh, Mm, hang on. Yes, yes. That's science. And we don't believe in science, do we? Because that's all Yeah, get rid of that rubbish. Unbelievable. Uh, Do you know what, actually? I was um, the Harbour Carbon uh, headline where they're stealing each other's carbon and storing it up. I saw this video. I mean, I think it's a little bit old now. It's a a couple of years old. But they can actually, they're actually able to, you know, just uh, extract the carbon from the air, um, Mm -hmm. mix it with, um, what's it called, hydrogen, and they can make fuel. So the same fuel that we use now so all the pet petroleum we use now, but it's a cleaner and it's actually carbon neutral because when you burn the fuel, it burns clean. So right, you don't okay. So it's like, why, why are they not, what? I don't understand why they, no one's going full steam with this because we'd, apparently we could build, if we had the same amount of these things as power stations around the world, then yeah. we could actually become carbon neutral with all the vehicles in the world. Right. Okay. Wow. I mean, that is pretty crazy. So, um, yeah, I mean, going on, yeah, still going on that uh, idea of just taking the stuff that's already out there. I mean, I guess obviously you still need industrial stuff to do this, but um, I mean, it sounds like free fuel, if you ask me, you know, just sucking it back out the air. We've already paid for it. We've already put it up there, mate. Just take it back. You've already paid for it. We just got it. We're, um, yeah, just... Um, yeah, taking back control. Ta- exactly. Take back the carbon. 
it's it's a no-brainer for god's sake we are we have literally um you know we've figured it all out already without using science exactly well i was gonna say we've got a long way to go haven't we really we we what uh we are sorry we are what the scientists would call a type zero civilization you know we're not even type one yet we're still relying on old dinosaur bones crushed uh under pressure to to power our world but i think using some of the uh, ideas we've came up with today uh which could inspire the next elon musk or bill gates i think i think we've done a real service for for planet earth in in total i think or yeah. as a whole rather humanity heroes that's what it that's what the podcast is called from now on <laughs> humanity hero well, i can't wait for what headlines come up next time yeah no i mean it's a crazy world out there Need a place to stay to get away from it, this Valentine's? Well, look no further. This luxurious hotel has it all. Over 14 floors and thousands of rooms we can cater for you. Are you struggling to talk to the opposite sex? Are you in love with your best friend, but they have no idea how you feel? If so, there's no need to panic. We've got your back. We mean that literally. We've got your back for massages and to catch you when you're crying uncontrollably about that special someone who doesn't love you back. This hotel is the dustpan and brush for your love life. Here we can transform that friend zone into the Anzo. After years of frustration, go from that murderous feeling to something even more suffocating, like marriage. We are here to help. Our doors are always open. The friend zone never shuts. Call now on 0800 Push It Real Good and go from quarterback to whoever it is that scores the touchdowns. The Hotel Friend Zone. Here for everyone. Being Valentine's Day, we thought we'd travel the world and find some of the quirkiest aphrodisiacs. Here's my raunchy rundown of treats to get you and your bay in the mood. Number five. Cobra blood. You can drink this neat or mix it with your favorite alcohol. Either way, it always goes down smooth. Number four. Balut. Balut is a boiled duck egg containing the fetus of a duck. Considered Viagra by the men of the Philippines, you simply crack the top, slurp the juice, chow down on the bugger. Yummy. Number three. Ambrian. Ambrian, found in the gut of sperm whales, the sexiest of all whales, has been known to increase testosterone levels. Hmm, tell me more. Number two. Penis of Poseidon. It's the sea cucumber. High in vitamin C, the sea cucumber has been used for centuries in China to help cure low libido levels. Number one. Tiger penis. We may sometimes like to think of ourselves as having the eye of the tiger, but have you ever considered the penis? That's right. Put some spice on that bad boy and throw it in a soup, and we'll guarantee there'll be no sleeping in the jungle tonight. 
you are listening to the jab it is like a bottle of chanel number no. five perfectly decanted in the sun enjoy so mark can you guess this sound any ideas oh i don't know um four is it a squirrel uh, with a bazooka uh, no, but do you know what? It's a new part of the show called What's the Clatter? What's the Clatter? And that was What's the Clatter? If you can think you can guess what the answer is and what that sound is, then get in touch with the email address, which is thejabpod at gmail.com or tweet us at thejabpodcast. Get your answers in and we'll get you on the show. For Valentine's Day, we ask listeners to send in their Valentine's messages, whether it be messages for loved ones or for those hot singles looking for love. Here are just a few we've received. I'm looking for a woman who is full of smartness and a vague requirement of freedom. Must have own brain. She must take pride in her work and have a sense of sacrifice. Love her country and keeping up appearances. Below 30 is preferable and a lack of martial arts is preferred. Hey, I'm looking for a man who could carry his burdens on his back like Jesus did for us tools. I want passion like Christ, but not too much that spills over like King Herod, when he kills all his firstborn sons. I need a man like Moses who can make me say Super Duper Computer at night time. Hot, juicy lady required who is succulent like a medium to rare rump steak. I love to stay home and enjoy a homemade pie, warm and irresistible like a summer's day. Must love a hot-blooded Neanderthal and to spend time in my cave. English mustard and gherkins to dip must be on the menu. I'm also well hung. Be alone no longer. Roses are red and violets are blue. I fall in love with someone whilst in the queue. For a smoothie, even though it's really cold, it was instant love when you kissed me so bold. I felt the tickle of your top lip. As we kissed, I thought, that's the taste of a Mackey's chip. Here we are, still in love with no doubt at all. I never knew it would be you who'd want to take me to the Lonely Arts Prisoner's Ball. Love you. Welcome to The Jab, where fact and fiction collide, making a fict or a faction. Which one you decide. With your hosts, Mark and Rob. It's time for... Word of the Day. And welcome to another great edition of Rob's Ridiculous Roundup. It's the famous quiz, the ridiculous quiz. And today we have Mark from Southend on Sea. Hello, Mark. Hi, hi. I'm really excited to be on the show. Uh, Long time listener. Oh, fantastic. It's great to hear. So, Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am from a small but lovely little coastal town known as Southend-on-Sea, longest pleasure pier in the world, and currently home to Jamie Oliver's crappy TV show. 
<laughs> oh, fantastic. I bet they can't wait to get rid of him. Brilliant. Thanks, Mark. It's great to have you on the show. Did I say it was great to be here? Oh, sorry, I'm just really excited. <laughs> That's no, I'm glad. I love the excitement. I love the passion. It's great. So let's get ridiculous. So I've got three questions for you. I want your best answers, okay? So question number one. How many times has Neptune gone around the sun since its discovery in 1846? Oh, uh, uh, 46, 46, 1846, you say. Um, uh, uh, okay, well, we carry them. I'm going to have to hurry you there, Mark. Oh, um, uh, it, uh, 17,000. 17,000. Ooh, sorry, not not quite correct. But that's your trick question. The solar system is flat and it goes up and over. Unlucky. Oh, uh, oh, Moving on, okay. question number two. What is potato made of? Um, oh, uh, water and starch molecules. Unfortunately, Mark, you are incorrect. Is In fact, the answer is potato. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, if you're going to be like that. Uh, but, next uh, question. Yeah. What is the sexiest name? Uh, okay. Um, uh, Leonardo? Uh, unfortunately, Mark, you are incorrect. The answer is Robert. Thank you very what? much. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for playing. I hope you had a great yeah. time. Mm, thanks, mate. Cheers. Yeah. It's uh, Mark from South and I'll see. Goodbye. Yeah, all right. Good. Yeah, on you, up you, mate. Yeah. Come on, come on. We all know it's okay, but if you don't fancy being alone this Valentine's Day, then I need to ask you, are you great with grandparents? Enjoy listening to old people's stories? Or maybe it's just your thing? Well then you're gonna love Digger. Digger is the website they've been waiting for. Digger pairs you with hundreds of wealthy geriatric widowers looking for a good time. Like Keith, he made his millions through good investments during the Vietnam War. Fascinating. He loves a good long hot sponge bath and an afternoon nap. Raunchy. Or Edith. She's a classic lady. She likes to spend her money on champagne and yachts. But what she's really after is a man to help her relive her life as a wife during the 1950s. Sign up today with promo code GOLDENOLDIE and receive a free travel pillow. That's digger.com. Happy digging. And welcome to The Jab, the news that brings you views that you don't need because it's the news. With your hosts, Mark and Rob. The Jab. It is Valentine's Day, so we thought we would kick up some delicious facts about Valentine's Day. Ooh, yummy. So, yeah, I've got some little facts here that I've gathered from the interwebs. So it starts with St. Valentine was a 3rd Ro- century Roman and it was originally a Roman festival called Lupercalia, held in February, same as now. Um, but then in the 5th century, this this Pope bloke comes along. Uh, I'm going to try to pronounce his name. Jealousis. Jealousis? He's jealous, <laughs> mate, whoever he is. Uh, the first. And he replaced it with St. Valentine's Day in honour of the uh, said 3rd century Roman saint. And yeah, so that's pretty much why it's called St. Valentine's Day. Very, uh, very fact heavy there. Um, but I've also got some things about customs uh, around Valentine's Day. I mean, we all know that we give flowers and chocolates, etc. 
Um, but in the UK, in Norfolk, supposedly, now people of Norfolk don't hate me, this is just whatever someone has decided to write on your Wikipedia page. Uh, apparently, there's a character called Jack Valentine who knocks on the rear door of houses. Ooh. Uh, leaving sweets and presents for children. Sounds a bit strange, to be fair. Um, but, you know, it is Norfolk. Although he was uh, leaving treats, though, many of the children were scared of this person. Rightly so. Rightly so, children of Norfolk. You should be scared of any strange man coming round to your back door and leaving treats. I mean, this is basically a Stranger Danger 101, is what I would say. <laughs> that is exactly it. Stranger Danger. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, if you do see a man at the back door, lock it, call the police and, and wait for the appropriate authorities. Yes. That's my advice. So, yeah, that was kind of a bit more anti-Valentine's Day there in a way, I guess. Uh, that was a with, bit like um, the Krampus, wasn't it? Like we had at yeah, Christmas. Yeah, it was. That's true, actually. Yeah, very good callback. Yeah, I didn't actually realise that. Um, but, yeah, so generally you can read to your heart's content into the, the old history books, but it's based around a, a saint from the third century uh, originally was a completely different holiday like a lot of our holidays you know we obviously had a lot of pagan ceremonies it was only like christianity that came in and paved over it and sort of uh, renamed everything um, yeah they but really disliked pagans didn't they the old uh, the old romans well they did i mean things like even halloween and stuff right that was kind of our thing back in the day and then that became yeah more of a christianized thing but um supposedly the love heart shape that we all all know and love uh that you are probably likely to draw as the dots on your eyes the little you know you know what i'm talking about the heart shape um <laughs> they reckon they reckon that that came from potentially a uh shape of a leaf um from a plant that people would use to um you know basically as an aphrodisiac and stimulate uh, the mm. the loins so you'd grind ah. it up or drink it in a tea yeah so that's that's where that comes from oh i see oh yeah well there you anyway, go anyway please see? please go on with your facts rob no it's okay um i've got one here the uh the oldest well the very first valentine's uh, Valentine was sent in the 15th century. The oh. oldest record of a Valentine being sent, according to history.com, oh, history, was a poem yeah. written by French medieval duke named Charles. Uh, it doesn't say his actual name. Just sexy name, though, Charles. Charles, written to, to, his, uh, to his wife in 1415. And oh, okay. Char Charles penned penned this sweet note to his lover while he was imprisoned in the Tower of London at just 21 oh, years old. Yeah, yeah, well, that's well, where we kept all the French. Well, he's just French being yeah. French, probably. Oh, that's true. One of the lines in the poem was, I am already sick of love, my very gentle Valentine. Oh. So what? he's love sick or he's just, he's over the whole thing? I, I mean, he seems sick of love. I mean, he is in... Hmm. London rotting away the you know I, I, I don't know I mean you yeah. could say I suppose I'm sick of love or I'm love sick but mm. he didn't really get the words right the right way around so he didn't really mm. I don't think she would have received that very well she probably would have no. been for a blur kind of thing yeah true I mean it's that's probably the one thing that will ruin a relationship being locked in the Tower of London so I can't understand where he's coming from you know 
But um, loving Jaws, Mark. Loving Jaws, all things, oh. except being told that he's sick of love. So he's oh, sick of her. I mean, she would take it the wrong way, surely. Well, that's how I would have. I would have taken it. I guess, like I say, exactly sick of her, which is, I mean, also counterintuitive to go about your uh, day and think, oh, uh, it's Valentine's Day. I'll send them a letter saying I don't like them. It's very anti-Valentine's. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why he put he maybe put himself in the Tower of London. Oh wow! I mean, that's an extreme thought. God, this she must have been scary. She must have. Yeah, I mean, she. You know, maybe she looked like a a troll. Who knows? And he was just like, I got to get away. I got to. I've got to escape. And and he did. And he locked himself in the Tower of London, and wrote her a note like a some sort of coward and said, No, I am sick of love. Uh, so this goodbye. is a bit like modern day, what, what do they call it, ghosting, you know, where you just sort of send someone <laughs> yeah. a text message, like it's over, and then they never reply back. That's it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, he's, I mean, he's got the perfect excuse being in a different country, locked away. She doesn't need yeah. to know that it was her own, own, his own doing. That's true. Or, yeah, would love to have been there, love, but, uh, oh, yeah, locked up at the moment. So, um, <laughs> <ooh>. yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, there you go. We've solved the mystery. We are good at this. Yeah. What, a bloke, uh, so... what a bloke. What a shit bag at the same time. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, I suppose it depends on which side of the bars you're on, really. So, mm, true. T- so Valentine's, as we probably all know, is a massive business. So about mm-hmm. 55% of Americans celebrate Valentine's Day and spend an estimated $19.6 billion a Jesus year. Christ, I mean, that's... come on. That's, you know. That's obscene. I mean, Imagine if you put that... Carry on. No, go on. I was going to say, just imagine if you put that money into anything else, you know, rather than tacky plastic roses and and bears that say, I love you and stuff, you know. 19... uh, Sorry, what was it? 19 billion? Uh, 19.6, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. It's just ridiculous, yeah. you You could probably solve a few of the world's problems with that sort of money. And no. more than $1.8 billion on candy alone. Ah, oh, what? I mean, that's just too much. That's far too much. I mean, it's only like 50 pence for a Freddo frog, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, it's, um, you know, it should be. I mean, apparently the most men in America say that they probably expect to spend about $338 on Valentine's Day. And and the woman only expects to spend 64 Oh, oh. That's not. I mean, we're we're driving for equality these days, okay, guys. I mean, it's, it should be. What do they call it? Going Dutch straight down the middle. Going Dutch. Is that I, a thing? That's a thing, isn't it? I think. Is it? I don't know. I've never heard the going Dutch. Oh, I mean, I thought there was. I I just, I just basing it on crappy TV show and maybe rom coms when you're like out at a meal and sort of split it evenly. Oh right, know. okay. Maybe it's the American thing, and you've you've mm, been uh, you've been. Duped, mate. You've been Dutched. I know. Oh, that's a good, that's a good phrase. There you go. See, oh, I've made it up, mate. I made the new. You've been Dutched. Nice. Uh, well, I was going to say uh, a large chunk of that uh, profit or the the numbers that you were just putting out there. I'm sure Terry put a lot into it because that couldn't have been cheap, could it? Probably looking at like, you know, good couple of thousand pounds. <laughs> that's right. You're listening to the jab. All right. I 
have worked in hospitality pretty much going on this this is coming back to valentine's day don't worry uh i've worked in hospitality i'm not plugging like a new restaurant or anything um i yeah worked as a waiter and so for valentine's day it's kind of an annoying day because you as a waiter you would have like maybe a section that you oversee for your whole shift but you know say you maybe had like i don't know say seven tables you know a couple of tables of four blah 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 because valentine's day you split everything into tables of two and before you know it you've gone from like you know table one to nine and now it's like one to fifty because it's now just tables of two um so you know just uh bringing up the pain of people that work in the hospitality industry for valentine's day you know it's not not very fun for us but um i do remember when it was valentine's day walking over to a table everyone you know most people are loved up maybe there's some like gift on the table or something walk up to this one table nothing on the table silence and the lady was crying so it was a very awkward moment Uh, and i'm just like maybe i could uh, get you some drinks to start because i mean they probably needed it so um i don't know what had gone down it wasn't really the tears of joy you know it's not like he had proposed and got a ring out or something like that it was definitely bad news but then who would i mean either they were just not in the right place as a couple or i mean surely he didn't take her out to break up with her i mean that is that's because you didn't that's cause counseling. a scene mate yeah oh that's oh well, okay that's a good point i didn't think of it that way i mean he should have done what your french mate did and just sent her a, a letter and said like i've had enough of this sheet uh or something but <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah no that's just a little anecdote from my time as as a work in hospitality but going on valentine's day um talking about merchandise and stuff i've actually uh, i've got a little friend here um you won't be able to see him but uh he is here he's corona the bear that's right <laughs> oh, hello. Corona the bear. yeah so given the fact that uh you know the current critical situation that's happening at the moment um he comes with a little face mask how cute huh um and he says i love you to death um he's actually i'm just gonna just uh one sec i'll just grab him just and he actually speaks if you squeeze uh, his little tummy so here we go i love you (laughs) oh so cute that's amazing i know the I things want they one. come up with. I know. Well, you can actually get them online now for uh, only $4. Um, that's $4. Wow. wow. Actually, that's no, nothing. No. Uh, it isn't. Is It is nothing. It's so cheap. Um, but I am afraid to say that probably like Terry's uh, Jennifer, there's no guarantee it'll make its way. It might end up incinerated. But um, Yeah, I know, but know. it's worth it, though. That That's something you can hold on to, you know, even if everyone around you is not holding on that's something that'll stick with you like it says until uh it'll love you to death it'll so, love you to death yes <laughs> may it's the perfect idea what a companion to have through a crisis like that exactly and and what a great piece of pop culture it will become so i mean four dollars today forty dollars in maybe a couple of years from now you know yeah. resale value yeah you could die you know you could try and sort of you know once once it's all the the whole hopefully the old virus thing is over then you can put it in a sort of really contained you know contained unit and then you could actually contain some of the air and you never know it'd be a you know a virus contained within that container with the bear 
But I mean, that sounds like a riddle within a puzzle within a conundrum, but we'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Well, it's a good point that you mentioned that. He does come with various accessories. There is, uh, you know, he's got his own little quarantine stickers um, that are in rainbow colors because, you know, fun, oh, cute. Yeah. Um, basically, just think of a care bear with a, with a terrible disease. That's what we're going oh, for. The corona bear. I mean, it's, it's just, they, where do they get these ideas from? Don't know, mate. I mean, you can get anything made in China, clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the gas mask must look great. Just to be clear, that wasn't a that wasn't a reference to me saying that they made the coronavirus. Actually, I just realised. Just a full disclaimer there. <laughs> no, no, no. We're just saying that they're coming up with some some creative solutions to keep everyone going. I mean, you do exactly, that yeah, don't you? So, you know, if if Barney. The purple dinosaur can have its own song and in the charts, and mm. why can't uh, Corona the Bear? Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, pick one up today. What happened to that bloke who kept calling you, that Robin dude? What's going on there? Oh, Rant Robin, yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, became part of part of what we're doing here, so we made him an intern. So he's now oh. actually working with us. So what I've done is I've actually sent him out to a restaurant, Pistachios, and asked him to to come back and tell us all about his experience of Valentine's Day evening with all the other couples around. So, should we have a listen? Yeah, go for it. He hates himself. He hates everyone else. He is... Rand Robin. You have one new message. Hey, Lou. Hey Lou, yeah, I'm I'm here, I'm here. Right, yeah, alright, I'll stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm here today on Valentine's Day. You sent me down to the local restaurant called Pistachios. I, I, I come down here to sample the scenes down here at Ground Zero. Well, if you believe in love or life after love, like Cher, then then there should be some heavy petting at least. But I'm sat here at my table and I've ordered my stars, and but next to me is a couple, a woman and a man, and a bloody woman keeps saying, that's hilarious. Well, apparently, that's what she says when she finds something funny. Saying that's hilarious is not an appropriate response to comedy. That's what laughing was invented for, you twat. What is wrong with people, seriously? Should we start saying, I'm crying, instead of actually crying when we realise how sad and pathetic our lives are? Heavens above. On the other table over there, there seems to be some sort of disaster going on. The guy's crying his eyes out, and she's saying, don't make a scene. Seems like a classic take him to a crowded place and break up with him kind of thing. That's cold. On Valentine's Day as well. Brilliantly evil. What a way to ruin someone's look on this consumer-driven celebration. Well, no celebrating for him, though. <laughs> it's genius, actually. I saw a proposal earlier, and oh my God, how cliche. Doing it on Valentine's Day as well. So tacky. He said yes. Congratulations on seeing your fate of mediocrity and smelling each other's farts for the rest of your life. <laughs> Have fun at BQ arguing over the wallpaper and asking the eternal question, what do you want for dinner? Looks like someone's been stood up over there in the corner. <laughs> she looks sad. I think I might go over here and offer her a tissue or something. Uh, what could possibly go wrong? On that creepy note, I'm off. Uh, back to you, knobheads. Uh, I can't wait to see what crappy job you've got for me next time. I'll send you my receipts. Bye. Wow. Well, look, I'm glad he's working for us, but, uh, and look, he's not wrong in most of his stuff, but I kind of want to know who hurt the guy, you know? I mean, he's definitely been through some stuff. I mean, imagine going on a date with him. 
Oh, God, yeah. It wouldn't be fun, would it? I mean, I think he'd probably turn into those people he hates the most, you know, oh. the ones he keeps going on about. So, yeah, he needs he needs cheering up, really, doesn't he? He needs someone in his life to uh, to turn him around so he can he can rant about some good stuff for a change. He does, he does. Maybe like a rant Rachel. Yeah, maybe, yeah. That could be, yeah. We'll see. Oh, God, you never know. You never know. We wonder if we can find anyone. We've got could to set turn him up, definitely. Yeah, could yeah. turn him around. Yeah, definitely. Maybe it'd be weird having a, a a sort of rejoicing Robin instead. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine? Or imagine they just bring each other down even further. I mean, that would be something <laughs> to hear. <laughs> that, that would be a black hole of nastiness, wouldn't it, really? Well, monkeys have escaped the lab. Get your jab with Mark and Rob. So I hear that you've got a new part-time job now, Rob. Yes, yes. I have become an agony uncle. It's, oh. uh, it's it's crazy how this came about, but uh, I've started working for a, for a national newspaper and I've asked people to send in some of their, their relationship problems. And, you know, being Valentine's, uh, Valentine's Day, I thought, you know, I could try and really help out some some of these people with their problems. So I've got a few here. I thought I'd read some to you, Mark, and see if we can we can work through this and give them some, some great advice from from our back catalogue of, of, of great lives. Yeah, definitely, of course. Yeah, just fire away. Okay, so first one. Uh, it's all an anonymous, obviously. I won't, won't say that now. So, I've started seeing this girl. I met her on a night out, and I really like her. She's great in so many ways, but when I stay at hers, I get really freaked out by the fish in her bedroom. <laughs> we are getting we're getting busy in her bed, but it's the fish. It's called Arnie after Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he, he's really got big eyes. It doesn't move. He just stares at me. It's like he's he's trying to stare me out. I don't know what I don't know what to I don't want to bring it up to my to my girl because I, I might sound like a weirdo, but it's really playing havoc with my sexy moves. Can you help? I mean, okay. <laughs> that is a tough one. It is. It is. I mean, it sounds to me the way it just sounds like the fish is like just there i mean surely the fish should just be swimming around my own business but to actively stare at you i'm i'm i would be freaked out too though i think wouldn't you well yeah i guess so i mean to start off with the fact that it's called arnie he's a very intimidated man and so i mean that's definitely got to have something that's playing into it somewhere i guess um but yeah i mean how do we know that the fish just isn't a pervert you know it's not all about this guy maybe he just likes to watch uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, there are some simple solutions, I think, which is maybe, you know, cover the fishbowl, you know, so it, it, it's in dark. So maybe the fish will just go to sleep, but uh, it Definitely. might have night vision goggles. I don't know, but it's it's <laughs> it sounds like this fish is loving what he's seeing. So maybe it's oh, just a compliment. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Maybe there's nothing to fear. Um, well, I mean, I will tell you that most fish apparently can see uh, infrared and ultraviolet light. So, yeah, I don't think um, switching the lights off is going to do much. Uh, just to add to the fear, I guess, with that one. But, yeah, yeah I, a bit of a strange one. Maybe they should get another fish in there, a companion fish. Yeah. And then they can stare at the fish as they do it. Flip the tables. Maybe they can feel like they're involved in a foursome. Yeah, I mean, a really weird aquatic foursome. Yeah, I mean, you could be Aquaman or you could pretend to be Poseidon and involve oh, the fish somehow. The Little so Mermaid, was... perhaps. Yeah, it could be called Sebastian for the, the role play. And then what? you can, you can you know, involve it, stand there with the, tr the, the trident thing. 
and you know really get 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 involved with the whole scenario definitely I, we really have turned it on its head you know we've taken something that was a po uh, sorry a negative and turned it into i mean i would say a really good positive yeah i think so i think we should uh i think there's some really good bits of advice there so i really hope that helps you with the, with your with your issue and let us know how you get on yeah definitely so to, just to summarize then we're saying dress as uh, aquaman get another fish and uh, have a good time yeah get just just go all out and get everyone involved i think you know sometimes you the fish just might feel left out and it's like what the hell man i'm in this room i was here before and i'm just being ignored so i know you could feel quite inadequate at that point yeah i mean well you've seen those tanks i mean they're pretty small you can get pretty lonely in there yeah exactly you know yeah i think the companion thing was a really good idea mark so um Thanks. i hope that helps okay so we've gone to the next the next message i've received uh so it says here the my milkman was attacked by my dog and i invited him in also this this i think this is from a lady invited him in, in to say sorry and while i was applying savlon to the wound that my dog put things kind of got heated and i think now i might be pregnant what should i do oh okay hmm well, I'm not a doctor. I would like to start with that, but I'm not sure that you can get pregnant that way. But I mean, I could be wrong. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think. That, <laughs> yes. Well, I hope that they understand the ways that the pregnancy happens. You would hope so, wouldn't you? But uh, I, would hope I, so. I mean, obviously, the Savalon thing was just the start by the sounds of it. And I think, you know, they, they, they must have things are heated up in the kitchen and you know oh, i see oh i see oh my simple mind my childlike mind <laughs> i'm not sure that's yeah um so i'm thinking wow that that really escalated quickly so i think obviously you need to get you need to check to make sure if you are pregnant or not um but if if you are then you know milk congratulations <laughs> yeah congratulations milk's not going to be a problem um the guy's no, obviously true the guy's obviously punctual so you can rely on him i mean there's all these sort of things you can talk about so yeah well he, he, yeah he's a breadwinner you know he's bringing bringing home the bacon bringing home the bacon and, and the, the milk, milk. <laughs> hey so hey. i think you know i think you obviously need to find out first if you're pregnant or not and make sure that uh, he continues on the same route so you can make sure he definitely sticks around because you don't want him to bugger off indeed but i would like to just go back to the dog for one second we are dealing with potentially dangerous dog now um i don't work for the local council but i mean i'm gonna go there is it is it time to put the dog down i mean will it oh, attack hey. again well i don't know i mean that... I just the babies what i mean do you want that baby around that dog now something oh, to consider. yeah oh i didn't think of that yeah, yeah. well that's a that's yeah. a very good point mark so so advice is check to make sure you're pregnant obviously there's there's ways for it go to your doctor or or you know or go on online stick. yeah uh, well, you, well, you, <laughs> no they'll probably just tell you've you got cancer mate so oh uh, yeah that's right i was thinking yeah. of the wrong yeah diagnosis. yeah yeah um then get the dog checked make sure the dog's safe maybe you need a muzzle on that dog mm. yeah, what type of dog uh, was it did they mention no no they just said the dog they didn't say what kind of dog so oh. You know, uh, I think you know. I didn't think about the attack. I just, I just got involved in the whole fact that she gone from dog attack, Savlon, to pregnancy. Mm. 
Well, so, that's why I'm here to bring the other perspective. You see, uh, yeah, we, you know, between us, we will uh, we will solve all. <laughs> well, good luck with that, and um, let me know how you get on. Let me know how the dog gets on as well, because I'm a bit concerned yeah. now, actually. Exactly. And I've got a couple of spare uh, Corona bears, so you know, great for kids. Oh, yeah, great idea. Yeah, we could cheer cheer that kid up. So we're moving on to the, the last one I've got here. And it says, so the message says, I have a pet snake. It's a python. It's called Bert. I've always had him sleep in my bed at night. Um, and I find it very comforting to have someone else, uh, someone else there, you know? Anyway, okay. lately I've woken up to Bert lying lengthways alongside me. It's like he's trying to see if we are the same length. I feel so blessed and touched by this gesture. What do you think it means? Oh, well, I think uh, much like the fish, he's probably just lonely, mate, and he just wants to come and hang out. I don't see... Oh, that's pretty much... I, w I would say it's exhibiting some of the same behaviours as, as any other pet, like a dog or a cat. It's, it just wants companionship. Yes, that's one way of looking at it, but I did some research about this and there was a similar, there was there was something happened similar and basically what, what this snake expert was saying to me was that the snake is actually working out whether they are long enough to actually eat the person. What? Yeah, so where the where the woman thinks it is a a, a matter of you know a gesture of love and companionship it actually is the opposite and the, the it's trying to work out whether and and and, and the, what happens as well apparently they, the snake starts to starve himself to make sure they're, they're hungry enough so to try and actually fit the whole body around <laughs> that so that's pretty scary i think you need to stop sleeping with your snake and yeah you need to you need to find a less threatening companion because that sounds really scary. Yeah, I mean, definitely get rid of that thing. Go down the route of getting a hamster. Um, well, I was just thinking, actually, how exhausting it would be if we had to lay down next to our food to see if we could eat it. You know, you're just on the ground in the high street at like 1 a.m. laying next to your McDonald's burger thinking about whether you can actually get it in you. Yeah, you'd be like holding it next to your stomach and thinking, is this actually... Is this... Is this going to fit? That would be, yeah, that would be exhausting. Mm. And mm, It would be. Well, although yeah. probably a new Hollywood diet, you know. Just, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, the size guy diet? Who knows? So we'll come up with a better name in, in, in due course. Um, but also, what you could do, I mean, it's not quite a cobra, but uh, maybe just, yeah, get rid of that thing and just use it for what you can. Drink the blood, as we heard earlier. Great aphrodisiac. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, you could just be just hell, hella randy rather than hella scared yeah or hella dead oh yes yeah you wouldn't really be have much use for the corona bear would you no exactly and you know what a waste of a life it would be without a corona bear as a companion i mean there you go just just, just get one of those you don't even have to feed it it just <laughs> it just gives 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 never takes oh well yeah this snake is all about the take and oh and you need to right. you need to put it back in its bloody cage, okay? So I don't know why you've got that snake in the first place, but I think you really need to to think about um, changing your idea of what a pet is and should be. So yeah, definitely, um, we should make make them illegal, I'd say. But yeah, good advice, Rob. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well done. I think we've done a good job there. So thanks for your messages. Um, continue to send them in. Remember, send them into the jabpod at gmail.com or you can tweet us at the jab podcast. So send them in and we'll do our best, very best to help in any situation we can. Okay, so I guess that brings us nicely to the end of the show. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for joining us once again. Uh, anything you'd like to say, Rob? Yeah, yeah. Th- thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoy the show. Please get in touch. We really could do with your your input. The jabpod at gmail.com and the jab podcast on Twitter. And just, you know, spread the love. You know, you, even if you don't have a Valentine's this year, don't worry about it. It's not the end of the world. Just make sure that, uh, yeah, you spread the love and, you know, don't feel sad. Yeah. And you've got to start by loving yourself. That Exactly. Exactly. See, we are we are mountains and fountains of good advice. We Indeed we are. Well, thanks for listening, folks. And to sign off, we'll leave you with the final thought. It's the final thought. Just think about it. I leave you with a poem by Costa Rica del Quattro the famous half-Italian wordsmith. Put love in a box and it can beat forever. Put love in a box and it can wither and die. Don't be cruel without love. Don't be cruel with love. Be kind and find a peace like a dove. Buongiorno and good evening. I shall whisk my cream and sugar my bread whilst you ponder my final thought. Arrivederci. Just think about it.